Welcome to the Dusha podcast. I'm your host, Artyom Mushin Makedonsky, and we are here to create a more purposeful environment where businesses are led by values. Corporate culture is not only existent in words, but also in actions, and people really know why they are doing what they are doing in their job. Today we have a special guest, Chester Elton, co-founder of The Culture Works and so-called Apostle of Appreciation. Chester is here to tell us about the culture of gratitude, how to stimulate true gratitude and how to get from obvious and abstract thank you to really meaningful gratitude that comes from your heart and stimulates your business results. Chester, welcome to the show. It's a real pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. You bet. Thanks for the invitation. I'm sure it's going to be great fun. Chester, thank you so much. Um, just a couple of words about yourself. Uh, you're called the Apostle of Appreciation, but can you uh, introduce yourself to the guests? Like, what do you do with the business today? Sure. Well, you know, I'm a native of Canada, uh, now live in the United States, just outside New York City, which is the new COVID virus epicenter on the planet. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting times we're, we're living in. You know, together with my co-author, Adrian Gostick, we have been studying workplace culture, leadership, and, and gratitude for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned in your intro, it's amazing to us that how many people do not wake up in the morning excited to go to work. You know, global engagement yeah. for workers is at an all-time low. And that really speaks poorly of leadership and the, and the culture that they're creating at work. And so our research has taken us to, to amass a database of over a million engagement surveys. We have our own motivators assessment. We've had about 75,000 people take that as well. And it's given us really unique insights into what are the key elements of mm -hmm. great cultures and what are the attributes of the great leaders that create those really engaging cultures. We, we just finished our 12th book, Leading with Gratitude. Uh, mm -hmm. We've sold over 1.5 million copies. Our books are in 30 languages, and we've been privileged to interview some of the most amazing leaders and study some of the most ridiculously engaging cultures all around the world. Is that, is that helpful? Wow. I mean, now I feel honored that you're talking with us today. Thank you so much. That's, that's great. And the, the culture, the lead with gratitude is a great book and I'm, I'm just awaiting to get one copy myself. So, okay, uh, let's dive into it because I have several questions I would like you to answer to us because uh, the first one is um, you talk and well, dare I say preach about gratitude and uh, I recognize that uh, gratitude is basically like saying thank you is basically the synonym of saying I love you in personal life and those are really great words and they are really inspiring but honestly, I have a trick question I would like to start with. Why does it still work for you? Like, I mean, being grateful is really easy. It's, it's relatively easy, I would say. So why do you feel that it, this, this is the topic that is still important to teach about? You know, excellent question. You know, it's really interesting. We, we found in our research, as we dove deep, that the workplace is the place where people are least comfortable in expressing gratitude and appreciation. Mm. You know, there are a lot of politics at work. It's seen as a soft skill, uh, not a not a must-have, but a nice-to-have. And as, as you take a look at workplace environments, they become very charged, you know, doing more with less. We're working harder than we've ever worked, with fewer resources than we've ever had. This idea of giving gratitude, there are a lot of myths that have cropped up around that, that we've dispelled in our books. You know, one of them is, is look, you're getting paid. 
you know, be a professional, suck it up, <laughs> you know, do, do your job, yeah. right? And I'm paying you for that. When in reality, when you take a deeper dive at the numbers, what you'll discover is, is that yes, you know, if you think your job's in jeopardy, numbers show that about a third of people, you know, 30, 36%, I think it was that said, yes, I'll work harder. If you had mm -hmm. a, a really demanding leader that was really a micromanager, are you gonna work harder? 38% said yes. Here's the number that's really shocking though, is this, that if, you're, if your manager or supervisor leader expressed regular you know, expressions of gratitude and appreciation and praise, would you be likely to work harder? 84% oh my God. said yes. So it, it, it's, it's this, this misnomer of I've gotta be the tough manager, you know, I can't be seen as soft, people will take advantage of me. These, these are myths that need to be dispelled. And, mm -hmm. and, and when you look at the organizations and the cultures that create a culture of gratitude, the, the numbers, the productivity, the innovation, you know, it, it skyrockets. So I'm with you, Artem. I, I don't know why <laughs> people don't do it more often because the numbers are so startling. And yet we still battle this. And I think a lot of it has to do with workplace politics and, and what we think is appropriate to yeah. do at work and gratitude doesn't raise rise to the top of the list. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. Thank you so, so much for the numbers. They really make a lot of sense and c combined with those answers that this is just, this is just great. Thank you so much. And you know what I especially love about how you preach on uh, gratitude is that you give uh, really concrete advices. Like uh, this part is just, uh, this just blown my mind recently. Do it now, do it often, be specific and be sincere. Like four basic principles. They are really like grab and, and go and go and use them. And this is just, this is just great. But here's the thing. Um, can you hit me, hit me with an example of how you helped someone overcome the trouble with one of those four principles? Maybe like one of the principles was tougher than uh, the others. Sure. You know, um, Adrian and I, we do a, a lot of executive coaching these days. And not surprisingly, recognition shows up in the, the bottom of the, of the 360 degree reports. And so we, we <laughs> often coach leaders say, look, here are some simple principles. Like you said, do it, do it now, do it often, be specific, be sincere. So I was uh, coaching this one executive out of, uh, out of England, you know, the, the British very proper and very reserved, and stiff upper lip and all that, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, look, I, I want you to do a very simple exercise with me. I want you to write a, a thank you note, a handwritten thank you note to mm. each one of your three direct reports. And I want you to then, you know, uh, report back to me, how did, it, how did it go? So it was really interesting. He said, so what did you think of the exercise? And he said, you know, I was really surprised at, um, how much I personally enjoyed writing the thank you note. Hmm. That it, it was, it, it have a, had a positive impact on him. I said, great. I said, did you get feedback from your three direct reports? And he said, I did. I said, well, describe it to me. He said, well, if I had to use just a few words, I'd say that it was shock and awe. <laughs> he says, they were, they were shocked that I would take the time. And he said, and, and, and then this is the part where it fell apart. He says, and then I realized that this isn't something we should give off and we should reserve it for very special occasions. I went, ooh, <laughs> you were so close, you know. <laughs> I said, actually, it's the exact opposite. And he said, well, if I give regular present recognition, won't it become trite? Won't it become ineffective? And that's where we come back to say, it will if you don't do it right. 
you know oh. it, will, it will lack if if you're general you know if you come in and you say hey you're you're the best you're the best you're the terapezia you know you're, you're the tops that general price has no impact specificity yeah. you can never get too much of that because you want to reinforce the right behaviors right and the closer the the gratitude is to the, the behavior the more likely it is to be repeated so that that specificity tells me exactly what i did so i can do it again if i just say hey uh artem great job you're the best you know you you with the the hair you know and the smile right it, it, rather if i say hey i really appreciate how you handled that situation with that customer they came in they were confused about the warranties they were confused about how to use the product you you calmed them down you walked them through it you made it right that's a customer for life i really appreciate the way you engage with that customer and calmly mm -hmm. answer their questions well now i know that's exactly what i should do every time right it's all about customer service so that specificity becomes becomes really important now on the frequency <clears throat> this is where we get a lot of pushback you do it too much it becomes trite said so let me ask you a quick question when was the last time you came home from work and you said to your wife your spouse your partner man i couldn't get anything done today really what happened too much praise and recognition i like too much praise <laughs> and recognition. you know it was balloons it was cakes it was cards i gotta start working from home you know it's i, I can't get anything done no one says that no one says that now with sales guys and and i noticed you're wearing are you a dutch football fan is that your logo no there? that's that's just you know that's that's just the lion on my uh, oh okay you know. That. unfortunate because the dutch play great football and their colors orange but we digress <laughs> so we talk about you know um this idea of, of of frequency that you know you can cheer too much for people and so i'll say well uh, you know do you cheer for a football team and they'll say yeah so what's your team's arsenal great so have you been to an arsenal game I said yeah I said well did you save your cheering for the final score in other words do you say well look i'll cheer for you as long as i know you're going to win I said, well, no, that's ridiculous. I said, it is, isn't it? I said, when do, when do you start cheering for your football teams? On the way to the match. I go, you're right. You know, the march to the match, we're all cheering and screaming and yelling. And when the, you know, when they, the, the, the game starts, we scream and cheer. And there's a, there's a, a, good, a good pass, we cheer. It's got to be the same in, in, your, in your business. Right. You know, we cheer everybody along the way because what does it do for your team? It builds momentum. It builds momentum to the goal. If we say, look, I'm only going to cheer when, when I know we've won, well, what's the, that, how does that help? Yeah, anything, what's the point? If anything, it's frustrating, right? And then you score the goal, you win the game, they go, great, let's go to the next one. We, we, we've got to really retrain our minds to say, look, if we want a winning team, if we want a winning culture, this idea of cheering for each other, it's, it's not a one-off. It's not reserved for, you know, the big moments. Yeah. We celebrate little milestones along the way to gain that momentum to win. And when you put it in a football context, it, it makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, well, honestly, I'm not a, a huge football fan, but my uh, both brothers, my cousins, are playing professionally football. One is playing for uh, the central, uh, well, it's, I cannot translate it immediately, but it's uh, the CSKA, it's the common football team in Russia, and the other one is playing in Belarus. So they are like, I understand the football. And uh, my father in law is actually a football fan, a huge football fan of the 
well, the oldest and the most popular club in Russia, which is Spartak. And, Spartak, uh, I know Spartak, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I know that he was like, uh, how jolly he was when Spartak won uh, the championship first time in like many, many years. Uh, right. He was so pleased with this. There was like a huge celebration. But every time they get on the field and they lose, he doesn't go like, oh, well, let's quit and go cheer for some other team. He's, he's there, he's praising and... And so, yeah, I get this. I get this idea. Thank you so much for the metaphor. You know, and and you make sense. There is how do you know who really is cheering for you? It's when they cheer for you when it's hard. You yeah. know, you, you you know, Spartak fans. I mean, they're fans. You know, they're fans because they're fans when times are hard. And yeah. and as leaders, we, we've got to be. We've got to show up for our people, not just when the times are good. You really know who your leaders are, and you really know who's cheering for you when they show up when times are bad, when yeah. times are hard. Now, right now, we've got a pandemic. Times are hard. Who is showing up? I want to know who shows up, because those are the people that are really engaged. Those are the people that really care, right? Yeah. If they exactly. only show up when times are good, well, those are, you know, we call them fair weather fans. Yeah, anybody <laughs> can show up when you're winning. I want to know who's showing up when you're losing, right? Yeah, and that's, that's a, that's a t- tough <clears throat> thing to express gratitude when something goes bad and you know to cheer people up you know and uh here's here's one thing i would like to ask because you've you've already mentioned the specificity as you know as a, as a narrative as a as a form of recalling the details and I, as a storyteller i honestly love that quote because uh i i the first time i heard it i remembered uh how uh, an, a man that offered uh that that told me to run a workshop for him. Mm-hmm. He bought me a Starbucks coffee cup uh, when I was preparing for the unplanned part of workshop that we came up just during the process. I still, to this day, keep this cup in my cupboard, just, you know, <laughs> as, 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 because it's written on, on the cup. It's actually written to the uh, future great storyteller, Artem from Alexander. And I really keep this cup and this is the greatest form of gratitude. And here's my question. Uh, it's it's not about like how you write on the cup, obviously. It's how do we help the people shift from general gratitude to expressing it in a more narrative way, in a more specific way? You, know, know you, you bet. Uh, know your players. You know, we, we say, look, know your team and, and, and know what it is that motivates them. Because what's mm. going to happen is you want to, when the time comes and you want to express that gratitude, you want to give that praise, you want to give it in a, in a way that's meaningful. For example, the, the Starbucks cup for you is perfect. You, you love coffee. You love Starbucks. <laughs> if, if you gave coffee to somebody who doesn't drink coffee, they'd say, well, I appreciate the gesture, and they would give it away because mm. they don't drink coffee. You know, I had a friend who, who got a promotion and uh, moved to a new city, new boss. The boss didn't know him very well, wanted to celebrate, sent him a great big uh, bottle of champagne for he and his wife. Lovely gift. They don't drink alcohol. <laughs> right? yeah, and and so while it was a lovely gift, the neighbors really enjoyed it. You know, it was <laughs> it was a recognition for the neighbors. So know know your players. For example, some people are going to want the spotlight. Other people are going to want time off with their families. Other people are going to want to work on a special project, develop a new product. They're going to want a, a more leadership responsibility. The, the the good leaders know some of that. The the extraordinary leaders know everybody on their team and how to mm. engage them, right? And how to put them in a position to, to really succeed. You know, a, a good analogy there is the conductor of an orchestra, right? You, you, you don't treat the, the, the guys who play the, 
the piccolo, the same as the, the, as the violin section, is the same as the horn section. You know, they've mm -hmm. all got different talents and they all come together in a certain way to, to make the music beautiful. You, yeah. you don't treat the percussion guys the same as the strings. You just don't. You'd be crazy. And somehow in business, we think, well, I treat everybody the same. That's fair. Well, you know what? That's stupid <laughs> because it's not fair. You know, yeah. what's fair for one person is not fair for another person. Somebody is a, a single mom raising two kids at home and another guy is a, a young single guy that hasn't got a care in the world. Well, you don't, you don't, you don't ask them for the same, same output. You don't ask them to do the same jobs. You don't ask a, a single mother of two to work every weekend for the next six weeks. It's just, it's not going to work. So the leaders that know their, their players and then when the opportunity comes know how to express it in a meaningful way are, mm -hmm. are the leaders that get the best results mm, that's a great answer thank you again for the metaphor with the orchestra it really that puts my head where where, where it needs to be in, the, in terms of understanding thank you um here's one more question um i i understand that for a leader to express gratitude you got to know your men you got to know your players and that's a great way to you know start start uh working up uh, your leadership position but here's the thing how uh can someone else from like an hr team or the top management team how can they help build an environment in which leaders don't uh you know in which leaders encourage their people express gratitude for their people and one more added bonus uh they don't take credit credit for someone's work that's a, right, that's, that's right. one more thing that i've uh, he heard from you as a as a you know a counter to a gratitude so how do we build the environment well first off the leader sets the tone so if the top leaders start to do it their behavior gives everyone else permission to do the same hmm. right so you say hey we want a culture of gratitude everybody should start being more grateful and here you know well if the top leader doesn't do it it doesn't matter right because if you want to be the top leader you're going to emulate how that top leader acts and if that top leader if he or she never says thank you and never celebrates the message is we don't celebrate here and if you want to be a leader, you're not going to celebrate either. So it has to start at the top. Then yeah. when you know it's gotten really good is when it becomes this cross-pollination where it's peer-to-peer. -peer. Because leaders can never see everything. And so you've got to create a culture where it's okay for, for you and me as teammates, as, as co-workers, right, to express gratitude to each other. And companies do it in various ways. You know, the leader will come flat out and say, look, we need to celebrate more. We need to be more grateful for each other. We're going to put thank you cards in the break room. We're going to put an online, you know, uh, WhatsApp stream. And, 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 and that's where we go to, to, to say we're grateful. Uh, we're going to celebrate uh, and the employee of the month. We're going to celebrate five years of service, wh whatever it might be. And put in place what I like to call triggers. Triggers that will remind you, right? The thank you cards in the break room, the, the anniversary celebration. And, and, and so on and so on, and then model that behavior and encourage it in others. That's the best way to, to get it rolling. People need permission. They, they're not gonna do something that they think they're gonna be mocked or made fun of. Mm -hmm. and, and if the top leader does it, it's okay for everybody else to do it. So mm -hmm. for me, you gotta start at the top. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a thesis I hear, uh, quite often with uh, working with culture, whether it be, you know, building an agile culture or a gratitude culture or whatever, whatever culture, uh, it always starts with the top. Yeah, that's, that's a common thing. And 
you know, I, I, I love to hear it from you again because that's, that's a really valuable repetition. Maybe, maybe it will help, you know, someone, someone yeah. says that you, ha you have to hear 50 stories to make a change in your life. So maybe it's the 49th or the 50s for somebody. So that's great. Right, right, right. You know, it's really interesting that you bring that up and to see repetition is a big part of that. You mm. need to see it often. You know, you need to see it often. You, you can't see it just sporadically or once a quarter or once a year, right? It's got to be something that becomes a part of the fabric of your organization. And the way that happens is repetition, mm -hmm. right? Repetition. Great. Okay, perfect. Um, okay. Uh, I, I think we've got time for one more or maybe two more questions. Well, one more, I guess we, we have it. And I would like to shift a bit more into the... Um, the other part of your, uh, the, the work you're doing, because uh, you have a great book, which is called, uh, wait, uh, All In, yes, All In Culture, The All In Culture. And in this book, there are many great parts. And uh, what I love about it is that it has patterns to how to build a culture where everybody's all in. And um, there is a part where you go deeper into the partner with your talent principle. And here's the question that I would like to ask. Let's imagine for a second that I'm the boss who doesn't see his employees as partners. I see them as a workforce because that's a really common situation around here in Moscow and well, not only in Moscow and Russia. And I'm strong in my, in my belief. So maybe there is something we can do from outside of organization or from the point of HR department, uh, like the, this human resources or human relations. We, we can, you know, we can view it differently, but how can we change this stubborn person mind uh, and help him see partners, not employees? You know, it's an excellent question. And I don't think you always can. You know, I mm -hmm. think we've got to be realistic and say, look, you know, while this is obvious, you should do it this way. These are best practices. These are going to get your best results. Not, not everybody is going to embrace that. I think you give managers and leaders the tools and the opportunity. And if they can't do it, then you need to move on uh, from, from that leader, whether it's you, the employee that chooses to go work somewhere else, or you as the leader chooses to put someone else in that leadership position. You know, the partnership mm. piece, I think, is so important because for me to be engaged as an employee and to really be productive, I have to know that my voice is heard. I, I need to know that my opinion matters. Without that, uh, it's it's going to be very hard for me to really engage. I, I'm going to be, as you said, I'm going to be a worker bee. I'm going to be somebody that you give me an assignment, I'll get the assignment done, I'll do it, and then I'll go home. Mm. Partnerships partnerships are, are are so rich because it's 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 there's an emotional connection to the work. I have ownership. If I'm a partner, I have ownership. Now I may not actually have ownership in the in the company. I have ownership in the project. I have ownership in in the customer service, right? Uh, my suggestions are heard. We, we've got a wonderful uh, client here who, who runs restaurants. And as we interviewed various people that run restaurants for him, and he owns 600. I mean, this is a big organization. Yeah. He said, we were about to make some changes. He said, I'd been a cook for about three, four months. And they were going to reorganize the kitchen. And the owner pulled me in and said, hey, they're about to reorganize your kitchen. You better get in here. And so when they wow. made up the new thing, he says, well, what do you think? You think that'll work? And he says, well, I don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll work because of this, this, and this. And he goes, you know what? You're right. We're not doing it. He's your cook. Talk to him next time before you go reorganizing his kitchen. Well, this guy now is completely all in. 
because <laughs> right because his his, his 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 opinion mattered they took his advice and he actually did it well you think that cook's going to come up with some more good ideas and and work a little harder of course oh, definitely because there's a partnership so that's that's the power is it's in the relationship and again i know i'm a partner if you listen to me if my opinions matter and my voice is heard wow and you know uh, i just thought of a, an interesting uh, resonance here that uh, making sure that this person next to you sees that his opinion matters is uh, quite literally the same as saying thank you because saying thank you is like uh, saying i i like that you're being here i admit that you're here and it's the same thing as you know i know you're here just like an avatar <laughs> i see you <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you know we've got a lot of great resources uh, on our website thecultureworks.com uh -huh. we have a wonderful website for our new book called leadingwithgratitudebook.com a lot of free downloads a lot of fun engaging videos dispelling Perfect. some of these myths you can you can and a bunch of podcasts when your podcast is there we'll put it in there as well it'll be awesome perfect so yeah so some resources there they're they're free downloads of course we would love for you to buy the book we would love for you to buy the book as a gift for a friend <laughs> <laughs> you know so um there are some great resources there that i think are important it, the cultureworks.com leadingwithgratitude.com and follow me on LinkedIn. You know, we have uh, LinkedIn live every Tuesday and every Thursday at one o'clock New York time. We Perfect. put it in the archive. You can listen whenever you want. We've got the uh, president of the New Jersey Devils ice hockey team. I know hockey's big in Russia. Wow. That's I'm a big, big fan of uh, Ovi Ovechkin. He's, he's one of the greatest yeah. hockey players of all time. Yeah. Saw him score his 700th goal. So, You know, uh, leaders that are saying, how do we lead through this crisis? How do we engage our employees? How do we create those great cultures? So thecultureworks.com, leadingwithgratitudebook.com, and, and follow us on LinkedIn. Perfect. Great resources for, for your listeners. Chester, thank you so much. This was a really insightful talk, and uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for your time and your effort. Thank you. And keep doing this, uh, this work that you do because this really inspires the world and makes us more grateful towards each other. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me on the show. You know, I always, I always I love to end with three things. You know, what the world needs now is that we be more grateful, that we be more kind. And thirdly, that we're kind to everyone because everybody's having a tough day. I mean, everybody's yeah. got something. So everybody's having a tough day. And then the bonus one is... Don't forget to wash your hands, okay? Make sure you wash your hands. <laughs> right now, that's something that's really, really needed right now. <laughs> Chester, thank you so much for those four things and have a great day, man. Thank You're you. You're the best. Call me anytime. It was a delight. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. Okay, folks, this is it for today's episode of our podcast. And we hope you learned a lot from Chester Elton, the co-founder of Culture Works and Apostle of Appreciation. Uh, we know that gratitude is really a skill not just a nice to have thingy. And uh, we wish you that your employees and you yourself will be feeling more gratitude in your workplace. Uh, go at it and be grateful for specific things and uh, be there for your employees in tough times. Stay safe. Thank you for listening.